Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, Erev Tov, continuing with the laws of Tebilat Kelim. That is the berachah that you say before you dip the kelim. And if you're only dipping one vessel, you change the last three words to singular. One vessel. Katan o ketana. If you have a young boy or young girl below the age of <coughs> bar bat mitzvah, שלא הגיעו לגיל חיוב מצוות, רשאים להדביל כלים ולברך לפני תבילתם. They are allowed to dip the כלים and say a beracha before they dip the, the vessels. אולם, however, הם אינם קשרים להעיד שהטבילו את הכלים כהלכתם. They cannot testify that they actually did so properly because they're minors. לכן, only if there was an adult that can honestly say, I saw these kids and they dipped them properly, then you could use the kelim. If you sent a young boy to dip your kelim and there was no adult there, you should re-dip the kelim with a blessing. But if the boy is known to be a trustworthy young boy, also knows halachot, you can dip them again just without a beracha. Even a non-Jew is kosher to dip kelim for you. Since he's not obligated to form the mitzvah, he cannot as well testify that it was fulfilled. And he also can't see a bracha. That's why. We don't send goyim to dip the vessels for you. But what the Jew could do is a Jew can go with a goy, Jew can say the bracha, dip the first keli, and then tell the goy to finish the, uh, the process as long as the Jew is watching to make sure that he's doing okay. In many uh, mikvehs, there is a specific one designed and meant for dipping vessels. And therefore, one should make sure to dip the, your utensils in that, in that mikveh and not in the one that uh, the uh, the people dip themselves. Reshit, number one, first reason, uh, if, if you drop a glass into the big mikveh and you don't want to get it and someone else is going to go in there and injure themselves, that's not a good thing. And shenit, it's much better to say the beracha close to the mikveh 
So it's a whole machloket on whether or not you can say a beracha in a mikveh or not. And the, 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 the poskim write that in the mikveh where people go into, um, you shouldn't see a beracha there. You see a beracha outside. Um, uh, because it's, it's almost has the status of like a bath. People are there undressed. So therefore, you don't see a beracha there. But if you go in that room, that room over there where we dip the kelim, no, one, no one's there undressed. You can say a beracha close to mikveh and fulfill it properly. Kli she Israel kanami goy. If a, if a Jew bought a vessel from a goy, kol od hu eno mitkaven leishtamesbo letzorchea achila, eno tzarich latvilo. As long as he has no intent to use this for eating purposes, he doesn't need to dip it. Lefichach, socher Israel shekana kele achila migoy letzorche mishad. If you have a Jewish merchant that bought from a, a non-Jewish wholesaler, uh, glassware, and he's selling it. He doesn't need to dip those. But if a guy wants to buy the glass from the Jewish store owner to use, then he has to dip him in the mikveh. The same thing with the merchant. If he wants to go into his storage and wares to use for himself, he would have to dip uh, the, the keli in the mikveh. Keli sheyotzer b'mifal sheshayach Yisrael v'nimkal lesitunai goy shemachru lesocher Yisrael. So now you have a Jewish factory that makes glass, okay? They sell this glassware to a non-Jewish wholesaler, okay? So Jewish factory, non-Jewish wholesaler, and then the non-Jewish wholesaler sold it to this guy's private store, Machrule Socher said a Jewish private store. So it went Jew, made by Jew, to a non-Jew, to a Jew. And the third Jew bought it from the Goy because he wanted to eat. He has to dip this in a mikveh. Because there was a time that the keli was in the possession of a Goy. And once a keli is in the possession of a Goy, if you take it, you have to differ the mikveh. Keli sheyotzeh b'mifal sheyashach le'Israel. Again, you have a, a, another situation where a keli was uh, made by a Jew. Gam im kol ha'poalim b'mifal goyim, ha'kelim p'turim mitevila. If the people working in the Jewish-owned plant are all goyim, it's still patur mitevila. You don't have to dip that clean in the mikveh. Kevan she'ha'poalim sechirim, because the workers in the plant, they're, they're hired workers, they're not owners. The kelim that are made belong to the Jew. So now you have a partner, partner, uh, uh, partly owned keli by a Jew and a non-Jew. Since the goy is a partner in the ownership, Israel Therefore, a, a Jew that buys from this, this uh, partnership has to dip it in the mikveh because it was partly owned by a non-Jew. Therefore, if you buy a, a vessel that was made outside of Israel, you have to dip it, in, uh, you have to dip it with a bracha. Since most of the factories outside of Israel belong to Goyim, 
או לכל הפחות גויים שותפים בבעלותם, או at least there's גויים that own the businesses or partly own or partnership. אבל הקונה בארץ, someone who buys something from Israel, בחנות של ישראל, in a Jewish store, כלי שיוצא במפעל של ישראל, something that is comes from a Jewish factory, אין לו צריך לטפול את הכלי, he doesn't have to dip את הכלי, מפני שבלא סיבה מיוחדת אין לחשוש שאולי באחד השלבים הכלי היה לסוחר גוי. Because we don't, we don't have to assume in that situation that maybe in the process by the time we got to that store that, it, that was owned by a, a non-Jew. ונכון שבעלי החנויות יבררו היטב את מקור הכלים שהם מוכרים. What the, the store owner should do is try to find the, the original source of the כלים כדי שיוכלו לידע את הקונים אם עליהם להטמין את הכלים בברכה so that they could inform the buyers whether or not they should dip this כלי with a blessing ובלא זאת הם אינם משרתים את הקונים כראוי because they want to properly service their customers כלי שישראל וגוי קנו בשותפות מגוי so now we have מרדכי and Peter okay but Uh, a vessel from a goy. Okay, so now the owners are is a Jew and a non-Jew. You don't need this Mordechai who wants to use this, even his partnership with Peter does not need Tevilah. Because the vessel did not go 100% in the uh, possession of the Jew. But if the uh, Jew wants to buy out the goy, uh, pay, him, pay him off, Then he has to dip it with a beracha. A convert does not need to dip his kelim uh, with a beracha. So after he converted, no need to dip everything. Because once he dipped and, uh, and became a Jew, everything, all of his vessels, became pure with him at that moment. And he doesn't need to uh, dip. That's a, it's a, a famous halacha. Mutar le'Yisrael le'ishtamesh bekli shel goy belo tevila. A Jew can use a keli that belongs to a goy that hasn't been dipped. Ubitnai shelo bishlu bo ma'achal taref. As long as that vessel was not used for tray foods. Because only something that you received and now you own requires dipping. But a cleave that belongs to a goy and was given to a, um, was loaned to a, a Jew. He doesn't need to dip it. There are those who say that Israel That if, uh, if a Jew borrowed a, uh, a non-Jewish keli, and now it's six months later, it's still in the possession of the, of the Jew. And probably the Goy just totally forgot about it. That some say that now it's, the ownership is transferred to the Jew, and now he has to dip it. But in reality, אם הישראל יתכוון במפורש שהכלי יישאר לעולם ברשות הגוי והוא ישתמש בו תמיד בשאלה, הכלי יישאר בבעלות הגוי ולא יעבור לרשות הישראל בעל כוחו, וממילא יהיה פטור בתפילתו. As long as he reminds himself verbally that I'm, I plan on giving this back to the goy eventually, 
If he, if he keeps on thinking that and saying that, then he doesn't need to dip the item in the, in the mikveh. One last point. So now, you have a, a guy who has a cleave that needs to be dipped, but he doesn't have a mikveh. If you have a trustworthy goy over there, you go to the goy and give him the cleave as a gift. And ask him permission to use the cleave. Because now belongs, the, the item belongs to a non-Jew. You're just using it. And you're, like we said, you're allowed to use the kalim of a, of a non-Jew without tevilah. Same thing with Shabbat. You brought this brand new um, uh, you know, cake platter that your wife wants to use and you didn't bring the mikveh and you have 20 guests coming over who wants to display this and you, you didn't go to the mikveh. Go give it as a gift to the goy. And ask permission to be mishamesh from him. What's proper to do is that after Shabbat you go back to the goy and you ask for the kli back. So now you can perform a mitzvah and take your item and dip in the mikveh. But if the, if the Jew has in mind that he's not going to be kone, he's not going to acquire possession of this forever, the keli can remain in the ownership of the goy, and, um, and it will be allowed for him to use it without tevila. And this is the, the, um, the dilemmas and the predicaments that we were in during COVID when, uh, when, people, when the mikvahot were closed and people couldn't dip their kelim. So uh, a lot of the organizations found very nice uh, goyim, non-Jews, that were willing to take this, uh, the, the uh, Jewish kelim, and use them. And they probably still own them. They probably still own their kelim, and the Jewish people were able to use it without a tevila, because uh, the kelim belonged to, uh, belonged to a non-Jew. Okay, we'll stop here and continue tomorrow.